What does it take to drive sales growth? Today's guest, Bernadette McClelland, author of The Art of Commercial Conversation, believes that businesses need to consider three critical factors to drive growth, strategy, science, and psychology. We're going to take a deep dive into these areas today. It's going to be practical, profitable, and powerful. I'm excited about this episode. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies build strategies and systems to grow revenue. Thank you to everyone who's grabbed a copy of the Revenue Growth Engine book. The conversations I've had with many of you have been fantastic. It is simply great to see the positive momentum as businesses work together to chart a better future. I know things are challenging in this uncertain environment, but I see companies that are committed to driving and thriving, and I join all of my other podcast hosts on the C-Suite Radio Network in saying a huge thank you to everyone for driving towards the future. We are cheering you on. Building a better future takes hard work. Today's conversation is not about quick fixes. Bernadette McClellan believes that companies need to look a bit deeper doing the core work that will set up future success. Black Swan events like we're experiencing right now are opportunities to invest in ourselves and our teams so that we can make sure we are building on a solid foundation, becoming anti-fragile. What kind of work do you need to do? As leaders, how can we do this in a remote environment? We'll talk about this and more in this episode. So grab a pen and notepad and get ready to learn. We'll hear from Bernadette after a brief word from our sponsors. Well, Bernadette, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Great to be here, Daryl. Thanks so much for uh, inviting me on. It's always a treat to talk to you. And I know I say this every time I see you, but I think The Art of Commercial Conversations is is just a one of my all-time favorite books. And it's one of those books that um, I read, I highlight, I, I read like two or three pages and I have so many ideas. I have to put the book down and go do something. And so it's always a pleasure. And, and I just, if you're listening in on this conversation, we're gonna have a great conversation today. I really want you to go hit pause and pick up The Art of Commercial Conversations by Bernadette McClellan. But you've been, uh, you've been busy. This has been a, an interesting season in the business world, hasn't it? Oh my goodness, has it ever? Um, you know, and it, it's um, a whole raft of different um, scenarios happening out there. I mean, you've got you've got um, businesses that are absolutely taking advantage of this and really, you know, hitting it out of the ballpark. And others, unfortunately, in any you know black swan moment, they um, 
you know, they get affected very, you know, really badly and, um, and others are just kind of paddling. So it is, it's yeah. a mixed bag, mixed bag. It is, but you know what? Um, we've been talking about this on the Revenue Growth Podcast and across the C-Suite Radio Network is right now, it, it really is important for businesses to think strategically, to look to the future, to, to gather together and ask the questions, you know, what are we going to do to drive and thrive? And um, as I was thinking about that topic and, and we were chatting before our conversation today, I knew that you would have some very valuable insight to bring to our audience in terms of the three critical components of a, of a revenue growth strategy. And um, I love the way that you combine strategy with, with the other two things we're going to talk about today to, to really help a business move forward. So uh, maybe set the stage a little bit when you're thinking about the three components of a solid a revenue growth plan. Um, what, are, what are the things that you bring to the conversation? Yeah, so um, my business, Three Red Folders, um, we are a sales and sales leadership consultancy and we're based out of Melbourne, um, Australia. And we, um, we believe uh, that, um, that every business, if you're looking at the function of sales, uh, needs to combine and look at three critical factors. And we believe that those three um, in conjunction with each other, our strategy definitely uh, is science and is psychology. And when we, I guess, pair it back or, you know, if we were to, to dig a little deeper, um, the angle that we come from is business, definitely, because we're definitely looking at the growth of a business, but it's also bringing in the behaviour of the people, which is the psychology, and we also kind of factor in the brain which is the science behind that. So we go a little deep. Um, it's not just motherhood statements or, you know, quick cliches. We actually do uh, go a little deep with these three things with our, with our clients. I think that's fascinating. And, and I love, um, you know, you have been, um, every time I talk with you, it's always a deep conversation. And I'm sorry. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't apologize. This is, I, I think this is what's needed. I think, you know, taking no. a deep dive into, um, into the psychology, into the science of all of this um, is really powerful. You can have a strategy, but if you don't have the other components, um, which are, I guess, you know, in some ways are essentially the foundation of success, you know, it's going to be hard to execute that strategy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and it is an approach that um, is not taken on board by everybody because there's a little bit of um, self-reflection or a lot of self-reflection, but there's also a little bit of hard work in there as well. And, you know, we both know that there are businesses out there or leaders out there, salespeople out there that want the quick fix. They want mm -hmm. that quick how-to. Um, when, you know, if you just spend that little bit of extra time um, around self-awareness, around your identity, um, uh, that, that's the baseline. That is, uh, that's the baseline for success. Yeah, I think there's a temptation right now to go for the quick fix, right? Obviously, especially for the businesses that are experiencing in negative consequences from the crisis we're in right now, there's, there's that temptation to go for the quick fix. Um, however, there's also the opportunity to pause and do some of the deeper work that is going to set a business up um, for mm. success in the future, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I can um, relate to a number of those businesses that um, 
that are looking down the barrel of the gun. Um, mm-hmm. Because it was back in t- 2008, 2009, my husband and I lost our business. So that was the financial crash, but that wasn't as a result of that. It was a result of me getting sick. And so this is why I do what I do because sales stopped and and every business needs sales. So where where I'm coming from there is we were we were clutching at straws mm-hmm. and and we right at the 11th hour we tried to bring somebody in to help us and 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 that was basically us looking for the quick fix mm-hmm. at the end but but it, but the groundwork hadn't been done so if we you know fast forward a year later um when i started to get better and we had managed to get a little bit of cash out of the business and, and all of a sudden our thinking shifted and we could have hung on to that money and we could have felt safe mm-hmm. and we kind of looked at each other and it was like man we have to in we, we we have to give this money to the universe in return for something and and so we invested that money in in my growth yeah and wow. we figured that we figured that if this black swan moment was ever going to happen again because that's what black swan moments are they come out of left field you, you don't mm-hmm. know when they're going to hit if, if a black swan moment was ever going to hit again, then we would have put all the foundations in place. And, and so every time I get to the point where I think, hmm, I'm stuck in my business, hmm, um, what do I do? Do I go a quick fix? No, you invest and you build. And mm. so now we've all been hit by another black swan. And... Um, you know, I'm, I'm thankful to say, you know, 10 years later, we're no longer on welfare and we're, we're, we're okay. Um, yeah. And so some of the businesses today that are being hit, you know, I'll say to them from a growth perspective, yeah, you might have to take the hit now, but coming off the back of it, invest in yourself because further down the track, there's going to be another black swan moment and you need to make sure that your business, you know, if you have to start again or even yourself, um, is in that situation where you you own you own it you own your own space. Yeah. Oh wow. What I mean, just all of that's so profound, and it it, it reminds me. I was reading um, earlier this week uh, about um, it was Gartner research about client outcomes and what people want, and and now you know salespeople are moving, marketing people are shifting their message from talking about efficiency and productivity to talking about resiliency. And, mm. you know, organizations are now in light of the black swan moment, asking the question, how can I become resilient? How can I make sure that should this happen again, should we be in one of these circumstances again, that we're going to be successful? And, and I think that's a great question to ask. Um, and resiliency requires digging deep and doing some work and uh, and you take clients on that journey when it comes to the psychology and the science uh, behind their process. I think that's, you know, this is such a great time to not do the quick fix and to actually build resiliency. Well, it's interesting. So resilience is a, is a big word. So, I mean, I'll, I'll speak a, on resilience, um, you know, in, in a conference setup. Um, I don't delve too deep um, into resilience in working in consulting with a business growth. So I just want to separate those two out. So resilience sure. is, a, is a big message. But within resilience, um, 
you know, we keep we keep using the word resilience and we keep saying we've got to be resilient, we've got to be resilient. Now, resilient simply means that you have the inbuilt ability mm-hmm. to be able to cope with chaos or calm, okay? So resilience makes you robust, if you like. So there is, for any of your um, listeners, if they want to go a little deeper into this, there's a book um, written by uh, a guy called Nicholas Nassim Taleb. Okay. And the book is called Anti-Fragile. And so I want to explain... I just got this book. I just got this book and started reading. It's fascinating. Yes. So let me just kind of put it into a package for your listeners. So um, if we think about the fact that people are fragile, Okay, people mm-hmm. are fragile at the moment. Um, and, and if there's something that is fragile, we wrap it in cotton wool. You know, we've all got something in, in some kind of cupboard at home that's fragile, it's china mm-hmm. or glass or whatever. And we tend to really look after it. We do that as parents with our children as well. Okay. Um, we also do it with ourselves. And so we wrap ourselves in cotton wool and we don't do the things that will perhaps frighten us. Mm. Okay, so that's being fragile. That is us being fragile. And as business owners, there will be there will be business owners listening to this that have never bought in a coach, or they have never, um, you know, taken their learnings to a different level, and they've stayed in their comfort zone. So when a black swan moment comes, they are going to break. Mm. So we can talk about being resilient um, or we can talk about preparing us for the next black swan moment by being the opposite of of fragile, by the way, is not resilient. Right, yes. The opposite of fragile is anti-fragile. Yes. And so how can we become anti-fragile? And and to do that, we need to, um, A, prepare ourselves. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and we need to realise that we have been, um, you know, Mother Nature has given us the ability to cope with everything. And, uh, and so, so long as we can, can prepare ourselves, and if we're looking at a sales scenario or we're looking at a business growth, how can we prepare ourselves? And it's not just um, strategy. You know, it's not just strategy. It's, under, it's bringing in and understanding the part that science plays as well. We need to look after ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, um, from a health perspective, from a social perspective, from, um, you know, um, a playing and, and being playful. And we need to bring in all parts of this so that our brain is able to cope. Yeah. I'm thinking. So it, it, you, yeah. Well, no, I just on that point, just thinking about, you know, the sales leaders that are listening, business owners, marketing leaders. Um, you know, this is a time where we do need that, what you're talking about, which is, you know, the, the, the science part of it, where we, we do need to cope yet. Um, how, how, how would you coach business leaders right now who are many times managing teams remotely that they used to be face to face with, um, you know, it, it, it's less touch, less face to face, and yet in some ways more stress, um, you know, coach us on, on how you would handle that as a leader in an organization right now? Yeah, so um, first and foremost, you know, we have, as human beings, <laughs> you think about the judicial system, the worst thing that you can do is put a prisoner in isolation. <laughs> That's true. 
Okay? <laughs> that is true. Solitary, in solitary confinement. So that's the right. worst thing that anyone can do in the judicial system. So we look at now, we have got people, yeah, in solitary confinement in their homes. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? Just, just, <laughs> that's hilarious. You know, just, just, just that in itself. And you think, oh, my God, you know, I've never thought about that. I've got Johnny sitting at home. He's, he's got no family. His nearest family's interstate. You know, there's borders are restricted. And it's like, man, I've never thought about that, you know, from Johnny's perspective. Yeah. What I would suggest is, is, um, is, is taking, you know, and you've got different leaders. That's the whole thing. You've got leaders who are um, very emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. And you've got other leaders who are not leaders, they are managers who are still putting the fear of God into people who are at home and now in solitary confinement. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this added guilt for that person at home because it's like, oh my God, is he, is, does he think I'm working? I'm really working, but you know, I've got, got the kids here, I'm a fit. So there's all of this happening. So I would suggest number one is that the leader had the um what's the word chutzpah? i don't know what the word is chutzpah works. <laughs> the, yeah um to be able to be vulnerable themselves yeah. and be able to peel back that whole persona of the manager and be able to say hey listen let's have a one-on-one and let me let me find out about you mm-hmm. let me yeah, a little bit about you, but you know that's not going to work if the person at home doesn't trust the leader. If that is a different kind of behaviour, mm-hmm. so therefore that leader, if that leader doesn't normally get that close to somebody, then that leader has to admit that up front. Yeah, and and perhaps frame the call by saying, "Hey, listen, Daryl, you know I'm not usually touchy feely at work. I don't usually." You know, I'm never usually interested in what you're doing at home. Um, but this whole, um, you know, period that we're in now has had me reassess things and I really want to get close to my people. Mm. That's the kind of conversation that I think would work. Um, secondly, something else that they could do is to, um, in their huddles or in their meetings, is to share a story. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that, of their life so that, that each team member is beginning to understand a little bit about that person um, and their life outside of work. Uh, you know, we are, in the, um, we are in the connection economy, as our friend Seth Godin tells us. And, That's right. And this is, you know, technology's connected us. We know that. We're so not connected, even though we are connected. And I think that this period is going to give those who are smart the opportunity to really connect in with their people at work. Um, and ultimately that's going to impact business growth anyway. Oh, that's solid. That is so solid. And I think that also goes through to that, that same level of um, emotional intelligence and um, sensitivity with our clients as well, right? This is an opportunity to deepen client relationships as sales professionals. Mm, and that takes yeah. uh, a whole new level of, it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to go deep, do the, the self-reflection, develop yourself, um, and and really deepen those relationships with your key clients right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, 
you know, we've got the we've got the opportunity, and and you know, we've been told that people are answering the phones a lot more easier um, because of this time frame. They're and, in you know, solitary it, confinement. They want to talk to somebody. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, and, and I'll say to my clients, um, you know, and I've done a number of, um, you know, public Zoom um, meetings within, you know, I've, I've looked after my clients that are in my pipeline that haven't bought yet and my existing clients. I've done a lot of um, complimentary Zoom trainings for, excuse me, for the team just so that, you know, they are, they're hearing a different voice and they're hearing different ideas and it's, it's helping me stay front of mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it's helping them. And, and I think that this is what salespeople can do today as well, or, you know, it doesn't matter who, who business owners, it doesn't matter who um, is simply to, you know, check in. And I know we're always saying, don't ring to say, you know, just checking in. But I think in this environment ringing to say, Hey, I'm just checking in is a pretty cool thing to say. Yeah. Um you know, and just to find out where they sit in the scheme of things. You know, there are some businesses that are going gangbusters, some that are unfortunately not, and others in the middle. Whereabouts are you sitting? Let me understand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's it's really just connecting. Yeah. You know, as we as we wrap up today, I want to shift gears just a little bit and go to the strategy level. And I'm just curious, as you look at the black swan moments that, you know, every business has, we're all, as my friend Christian Grasso says, we're all in the same storm. We're just in different boats. So I know every business has been affected differently um, by the, the, the storm that we're in right now, but especially for those businesses whose boat has been rocked to stay with that analogy, uh, what types of questions from a strategic perspective uh, would you recommend that that leadership teams be asking? The boat's rocking; it's uncertain. Um, what are some good questions for leadership teams to be asking as they think about their strategy moving forward? Well, I think the the number one question is, you know, have have we all got clarity on what what our outcome is? Mm-hmm. You know, um, because that's that's a big thing too. Is and 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 really understanding understanding what they all may say that they've got the same outcome, but understanding what each potential person, particular Mm. person rather, um, sees that outcome as looking like or sounding like or, you know, what it feels like to them and getting clarity Mm. that everyone is on the same um, trajectory. Yeah. You know, that yeah, we're all heading to the shore, but which shore? Right, (laughs) right. (laughs) Yeah, you know, when things are rocking and rolling, it's they're rocking and rolling. But now, you know, it is that's a really good question to ask is is where are we headed and where do you know, mm. let's let's all get pointed in the same direction. Um, because yeah, if we're not, yeah, and, it's a problem. Yeah, and, and I think also um role clarity is such a you know, that's a um something it's a um service that I provide my clients is is we get very, very clear um around role clarity. Uh, mm. with leaders, with leadership, role clarity yeah. and that flows down. So, you know, I would, um, you know, that's part of it as well, a huge part of it. And once again, this is all the, the foundational stuff that needs to be done. Um, whereas, you know, in some instances, it may be, you know what, geez, we've got to get some marketing out there. Or we've got to get the sales guys, you know, let's redo the numbers. You guys, you've got to go up another 10%. Right. It's like, no, whoa, 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 let's just peel it right back. Let's spend an extra five minutes. Right. Um, you know, getting clear on a couple of foundational things. It's so funny that, you know, in the, in the 
world right now over the last 90 days, one of the things that I've heard over and over again is let's hit the pause, you know, it's time to pause. And, but in business, it seems like, you know, no one ever wants to hit the pause button, even for five minutes to get clarity. It's rather, you know, let's drive harder, let's drive harder. But, you know, if, if we're not driving harder in the same direction, uh, you know, this is, this is a time where, where it really is a good idea to hit pause and get that clarity. Where are we going? Who's doing what? Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think, you know, we want to take one step forward and you, then, you, you know, take two steps back. God suggests, you know, why don't we just take one step back so mm-hmm. we can take two steps forward? Mm-hmm. You know, so that, you know, I think it's the long game that we're playing. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I say that in sales. I say, guys, you know, this is the long game. If you, if you want to win more, if you want your closing rate to improve, you have just got to spend that extra bit of time um, doing, you know, groundwork, not necessarily on yourself, yes, but also uh, taking time in your, in your with your questioning, you mm-hmm. know, taking time with, with getting clarity around the industry that your buyer's in. Um, yeah. The, the, the sale will come if you yeah. do the right things there. Oh, that's so good. Bernadette, always, always a pleasure. I'm just, <laughs> it is so good. I've, I've got so many ideas bouncing around in my head. Once again, it's like reading a few pages of your book. I feel like I'm going to be busy all evening um, thinking about <laughs> what we've talked about and how to execute it. And I just, I want to say a sincere thank you for um, the passion you bring to what you do the sincerity, the genuine care that you have for the people, not just the businesses, but the people that you work with. You are, you are a true inspiration to me. Oh, thank you, Daryl. And vice versa. And I'm so happy for you about your book launch as well. So that's fantastic. Uh, well, uh, as always, thank you, Bernadette. I appreciate it. It's been great spending time with you. And in the show notes, we'll put information on how to follow Bernadette, how to get in touch with her thinking in uh, the art of commercial conversation and other stuff she's writing. Just fabulous. You're going to love her. So Bernadette, it's been a pleasure. And uh, I hope we get to have you back on the Revenue Growth Podcast again in the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you, Bernadette. And to everybody else in the Revenue Growth Podcast uh, audience, the community that's growing around this is phenomenal. And what I love about the community growing around the Revenue Growth Podcast is I'm meeting people and and we're grouping together. We are saying, you know what? We are going to drive and thrive. We are going to work together to create a great future. I want to say, once again, a sincere thank you to everybody who's grabbing the book, sharing things from it, putting reviews out there. It means the world. But until next week, I want to challenge you. Let's get going and let's get growing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access.
Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.